Hey there, and welcome back to Positive Music Podcast by music fans for music fans. We are your hosts, Matt and Jeff, a father-son music-loving duo. Today's episode, we got a bunch of new releases, and we haven't been here for a couple of weeks. Sorry about that again. Three Uh, weeks. Yeah, it's been a little bit, but Jeff and I, Jeff brought four. I think I got nine new albums coming out, so that's fun to hear about. We got a challenging bit for each of us with our albums that we brought, and we have a guest. We have Chris on the podcast this week. This is a friend of Jeff's. So, Chris, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit here? Yeah, Wheels. Hi, yeah. Um, my name is Chris. I am um, also known as a renowned, um, world-renowned music critic, um, hairband enthusiast. So this week will be nice. We'll give Matt a little torture and head to the races. So torture? glad to be part of this. Yes. <laughs> here or there. So glad to be part of this. Thanks, guys. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so, so some new albums that came out. Uh, we've been gone for a little bit, so we never really got to cover the Weekends album. Uh, this was an interesting one because it has very 80s pop-centric sound to it. Um, he continued it from his recent album before that. Oh, what was that called? I think it was just The Lights or After Hours. You, so you mean you're actually going to make me work before we get going here? Or what's going on here? I got it. It was for, called After Ooh. Hours. This one is called Don FN. It continues that 80s centric style to it, that pop tone, but with the uh, the new age pop rap R&B kind of sound over it. Very interesting, kind of fun. If you like that R&B sound from The weekend, you'll probably enjoy this album a lot. Uh, if you like R&B in general, you'll enjoy this album a lot. Uh, I'm kind of impartial on both. This is a 7 out of 10 for me. Not too bad. Not say Probably not much fun for you. Okay. Keep going. We got to fire it up. Come on. Okay, uh, I got the. Uh, I'll do excision. Fire that whip. Where's my whip noise? Please do not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm speeding through. Uh, excision with their album Onyx. Ooh. This is a very heavy EDM styled album with hard beats dropping along the way. Uh, some fun features on there, uh, mostly EDM artists as well as some singers. Um, it's a very fun album. It's very heavy. I enjoy very, that a lot. Very long, well, not it's super 17 long, but 17 tracks, songs in almost minutes. an hour. Wow. Uh, I actually do want you to play a song off this album as I actually what? enjoyed this album a little bit. Oh shit. Now I got I gotta it. unplug things out. Jesus oh, what you don't are you're not ready for the podcast here, huh? No, okay. Well, I normally have it through the speakers, but I kind of put the headphones on, so you know, who knows? I can do it. Hang on, give me a sec. All right. Wow. Just you know, wow. Okay, knock it off. <laughs> All right, what do you want me to play? Uh, can you play this song, Demi Sore by Excision? Demi Sore. Oh, there it is, number nine. Hang on. What did you give that album? That album yeah. is a six out of ten for me. It's it's fun. I think that there are good parts to it. I think it is a little too long, and there are some songs that I just don't care for. But there are some songs I really enjoy. So that was Excision with the album <coughs> Onyx. Gotcha. All right, fine. What's your next one, there, buddy? 
jeez, oh, you're you're making me run so much. Uh, hey, okay. You're the one that's you know gotta be ready. Come on. Yeah. Okay. So this next album is Gunna with the album DS Forever. Uh, this album was terrible. Uh, just to put it bluntly, I don't even know who this hell is person is. Uh, he is a uh, mumble rapper of sorts. Um, yeah. He's he's basically DS forever. Huh? Yeah. He's like a future prodigy. Like he, he works with future. He works with young thug. Okay. Um, but this album was terrible. It was long. It was uncomfortable. There was only one good song and everybody already knows that it. it's push and pee. Um, but that's just because it's very big in the rap scene right now. And Holy on TikTok. Crap. 20 songs in an hour long. Jesus Christ. Oh yeah. It is long. Minutes. Jesus. It is not fun. Uh, I wanted to stop it by the end. This is, it was bad. This is okay. a solid two out of 10. Ooh, bad. I got bad. one of those this week. Oh yeah. All right. Go on the next one. Okay. Uh, this is the Wombats with the album Fix Yourself, Not the World. Okay, Chris, have you ever heard any of these bands before? Not a clue. There so the go. Wombats are an indie band off of the coast of the UK. I can't remember exactly I just kind where. of follow along here, so I don't. I, can, I can't remember where the Wombats are exactly from in the UK, but this album was kind of interesting because they recorded from three different places, one of them being L.A., one of them being Oslo, Sweden, and one of them being London. The three band members played in three different locations together huh. to create this album during the pandemic because they were all based out of different areas and all living in different places at the time. Hmm. Um, they're all actually from the UK, but recording it from different areas. So it was fun. It's 12 tracks, 40 minutes long. Very interesting. Uh, do you have a setup for this ready? Do you want sure. to play the song, If You Ever Leave, I'm Coming With You? By the Got way, it. That's- go 30 seconds if you ever leave i'm coming with you from the wombats not too bad right no it's not bad no the rest of the album like that too yeah i actually enjoyed it i gave this one a seven out of ten this is something i'm gonna go back so bad i can go i can go try that one yeah i enjoy the wombats a lot um they're mainly known for their what 2015 album i believe yeah i don't know i don't know but yeah uh it's a lot it's really enjoyable what glitter glitter bug glitter bug uh, that's where I might know them from. Okay. Oh no, I know the Wombats proudly present the modern glitch by the Wombats. Oh, that's where I know them from. But they're a fun band. If you like the indie scene, this is something mm-hmm. that you should definitely check out. Another one that you should check out is another one that Jeff did listen to as well. This is the Lumineers mm-hmm. with their album Bright Side. Um, the Lumineers are fantastic. Their 2016 album Cleopatra. They're self-titled in 2012, Lumineers 3 in 2019. These are all fantastically fun albums. Yep, this is their fourth album. And the Lumineers followed it up with Brightside here. And it. I think they continued this. I think that Brightside, albeit short, is very fun. And it's it's very it's a one-shot, very easily listenable. Uh, yep, not, it's nine songs, 30 minutes, and six seconds. Um, I think that the, uh, the front half of the album kind of carries... Uh, oh yeah for seven sure. eight and nine i think fall off a little bit but bright side am radio birthday never really mind are some tracks that really stand out to me. i like big shot big so, shot okay okay yeah, we did like big shot 
What did so, you What did you give? What do you think about this album here? Uh, you know, I think it, I think it's got a very good adult contemporary vibe, is what I called it. Pleasantly impressed with this album. Uh, you know, the, they're number two eighty on Spotify listeners, so they're in the top five hundred or top three hundred. Uh, five hundred. Uh, so you know, uh, I give it a solid seven out of ten for this one. I actually liked this one. This was my uh, my this was my one. Well, not quite my big surprise of the week, but this was my second highest ranking for my new releases i gave this one a six out of ten so i was oh, we're, uh, we're pretty close on this one yeah i enjoyed this one i think this is one that i'll probably come back to uh listen to some songs here and there but yep yep i did like bright side am radio and big shot were my three ones that i liked fair enough all right so, why don't you go with one here what do you got oh i got a new one from john mellencamp uh strictly one-eyed jack huh. um <laughs> Not as bad as another one we're going to talk about, but this one's kind of up there. Um, <laughs> I mean, he did, <laughs> you know, this is a little softer side of Mr. Mellencamp, not that he was ever a hard side, but, um, you know, I think um, age is catching up with us, Mr. Mellencamp, and uh, it definitely shows on this album. Unfortunately, he's got three songs with Bruce Springsteen, and they both sound like they're 80 and belong in the freaking nursing home. It is, it is pretty dreadful. Um, I felt really bad. It's a slow album. It's 12 songs. It's just under 50 minutes. It's a lot more bluesy and jazzy than rock. I gave it a four. I gave it a four. The one bright spot is wasted days, but man, uh, all these bands that I used to love and still love, I mean, you know, they bring out their, you know, they're still singing into their seventies and, I sometimes you think you, I mean, I think Robert Plant was right when he said, I'll never do a Led Zeppelin reunion because he'd never be able to do it justice because he can't sing. So, and I think these guys, either you have to find another niche to sing in or maybe just hang it up. I'm not sure. Anyway, not one for me. Not, I'm not a big fan of this one. Fair enough. You know, been, they've been in the business for 40s. I mean, if you think about it, Chestnut Street incident was released in 1976 for Mellencamp. So he's been around for 46 years. It's a hmm. long time for that voice and smoking and drinking and everything else. So, nope, not for me. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I got the new album from Corday from a bird's eye view. Um, this is this is interesting. There's big features. Uh, you got Gunna, you got Lil Wayne, you got her and Lil Dirk, Freddie Gibbs and Stevie Wonder on a song. Wow. And you have Eminem and Roddy Rich. These are big names on a rap album. And this album fell flat. Um, there's songs that are showing of the potential and skills that he he definitely has. If you've ever listened to Corday before, uh, the Lost Boy was a good song, but you learn you learn to understand him from his like Eminem remix from My Name Is and his um his response to J Cole, okay. and uh, you just you miss out on a lot of skill that he has. I feel like on this album, um. Gene Michael and Today with Gunna are some of the bigger ones. Westlake High is okay, but from the rest of the album, I don't know if I care about it too much to continue to listen to it. Um, this is a solid three out of ten. And wow. Ish. yeah, it's it wasn't Ish. good. Yeah, we'll just move on from that. All right, you want to do another one or what do you want to do? Yeah, I can do what another one. Left? I have um, I one, got- two. I only got three left. All so right, I'll do, do another one. one here. Yep, do another um, one. 
This is the album Sick with an exclamation point. Not just any old sick. It's Sick uh, by Earl Sweatshirt. Um, we talked about Earl Sweatshirt before when we had Deacon on the podcast. Mm. Um, Jeff hated Earl Sweatshirt. To I did. A, uh, to a I'd fair extent. Hate it's a, too, wouldn't I? Yes, you would definitely hate this one. And okay. I think that this one was worse than that one as well. Ooh, that's um, bad. Some rap songs is great. Uh, I love that one a lot. I also enjoy the album Doris from him, but Sick was just not what I was looking for. Mm. Um, it's it's very out there. It's very experimental, but not in a good way. Uh, the song 2010, I think, really has a good foothold and really carries this album. Um, and the interlude, Lobby, was great. Um, and then he finishes off with Fire in the Hole. Those are my three favorites. Uh, the rest of them I would not touch with a 10-foot pole. Uh Ooh. Yuck. I just did not care for this album, and this is a solid four out of ten. Hmm. We're just we're just gimping along at subpar no right here. Jeez. Okay, so my third one is actually my pick of the week, which is uh, Mr. Aaron Lewis. So if you don't know who Aaron Lewis is, look up the band Stained. You will find Aaron Lewis as the lead singer of Stained. Now solo, and now country, and not rock. So he's following the lines of Darius Rucker of Hootie and the Blowfish and going from, say, I wouldn't call it grunge, but I call it rock to country. Um, the difference between, say, a Darius Rucker and an Aaron Lewis. Aaron Lewis has a much better voice um, and he can carry a country tune as well as he can carry a rock tune. Pure vocalist, I would put him in the same category with Chris Cornell, Corey Taylor. Robert Plant, David Coverdale. These guys have voices that are distinct. They are strong and can carry. Um, I think this is a very solid album. Um, I, I, I really like this album. I liked it even more the second time I listened to it. Wow, already um, listened to it twice? I've already listened to it twice. I am going to give it a solid 8 out of 10, and I think it's climbing because I really enjoyed this album. Dang, um, early album of the year pick. Yeah, it's getting there. Um, <laughs> not a bad song at all here. I think I'm going to play uh, Am I the Only One, which is getting a ton of plays. It is a really good song. And so we're going to play a little bit of that. I Am I the Only One from Aaron Lewis. Am I the only one here tonight Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not. Who thinks of taking all the good we got and turning it back? Hell, I'll be damned. I think I'm turning into my old man. There you go. You get a little bit of Aaron Lewis there. What album is that, Jeff? It's called... Um, Freed at Both Ends by Aaron Lewis. I'm a big uh, Stain fan, so... Yeah, this one you so, got to check out, but it's it's country, Chris. It's gonna be a little yeah, well, I'm starting to get into country a little bit. Yeah, you know, and he's uh, got... His voice is awesome. Losing another person to country. That's tough. I saw the smile on your face, Matt, and I'm like, wow, he's a country fan. No, no I am not. <laughs> I will say I will listen to any music except for country, I, I will I will give it to country as I have found some artists that I enjoy. But okay, I'm, I'm going to challenge both of you to listen to that song and listen to the words. 
because it is describing our country in its current state as it is. That song, I mean, you listen to it, it's like, holy shit. It's wow. I think really I'm good. Gonna, yeah, I think I'm going to check out the whole, uh, the whole album. It's a, it's a really good album. Yeah. Yep. So it's called Afraid at, the, Afraid at Both Ends from Aaron Lewis. All right, my next album I listened to was Pink Moon by the artist Pink Sweats. Uh, <laughs> Jeff's face is just absolutely bewildered. <laughs> like, what the hell is that? Come um, on, man. So this is more of like an R&B kind of sound to it. Uh, bigger features with Black and Tori Kelly. We talked about Tori Kelly before on this show. I actually really enjoy her as an artist. Thank you, Ryan. Um, but this is an album that was very fun to listen to. Very uh, short. It is. Eight tracks, wow. 24 minutes. Uh, very good in the R&B department. Um, not the, I'm not the biggest R&B fan, so I can't tell you about everything about it, but I do enjoy a good R&B song when I hear it. And um, Midnight River is that song. That is, I'm listening to that song on repeat right now. And that kind of carries this album. Um, the only other song that I care for is Better with Kirby. Um, but Boy, that one's not getting many plays. The one after that is Nothing Feels Better is getting all the plays. Yeah, I don't care for that song too much, but uh, do you want to play Midnight River? I think that sure. song is fantastic. Here you go. Momentary night in your paradise. I need your momentary night. you make the wrong feel like a right. Open blinded eyes. I don't know what the end is like. I don't want to be there with you. It's not so bad. It's it's very soft. It's calming. Uh, to be fair, that's the only song on that album that I actually cared for, other than the other one that I named. So this is a three out of ten as well. Uh, I've just oh. been getting hit with mediocrity. You got you got some weekend. well. I, that that I actually expect. Your okay. band suck. No, see, my band sucking to me is different from my band sucking to you. No, uh, no, whatever. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> What's your last one here, huh? Oh, I don't even want to go over this one. This one's so bad. Oh, so it's your <laughs> band sucking too? I didn't say this was my band. It was my era of bands, and they still suck. Yeah, see, exactly. I don't think this band has had a good song since their debut album. I think it was their debut album. No, it was not. It was not their debut album. Uh, <laughs> this band has been around longer than 50 years. In fact, we're going to call it 52 years, I think. Oh, no. 54 years. They released their first album in 1968. 1968. Even before I was born, they were releasing albums. Who are you talking about? Jethro Tull. And the, and the album is the Zelot Gene. Zealot. I mean, their, their Aqualung album in 1971 was huge i mean huge and you you actually get to hear the flute played in a rock song however they continue using the flute in their 2022 release more than anything else they've ever played um this is their first release well they i'm going to say they went along the lines of deep purple here and really just trashed the name I, I it is it is that bad the musicianship the guys playing the instruments 
phenomenal. Again, just like Deep Purple, phenomenal. And then you throw in the vocals, it's like, oh, I just lost it. Um, very disappointing. Uh, I think my wife, Michelle, said it sounded like a Disney soundtrack. It's that bad. Um, take the vocals out, it'd be great. It's a very disappointing two out of ten. Ooh. And I was kind of generous. Just because you cared for him too much a little bit there? Well, you listen, you listen to the Aqualong song or you listen to Locomotive Breath or Cross-Eyed Mary. Great songs. I mean, great songs. Mm-hmm. This one, ugh, there ain't a good song on it. Yikes. Hmm. Yuck. Stay away. All right. My last album here is from a band that I do like to talk about because this is a band that I haven't heard anybody else compare it to. Um, and this is the band called St. Paul and the Broken Bones um, mm-hmm. with their album, The Alien Coast. Uh, I like this band so much that I have half of the city on vinyl uh, that Jeff bought because he saw it online. And I was like, heck yes, please. <laughs> um, this is a fantastically fun album that you get with the jazz, funk, soul sound in the South with a rock undertone to it as well. Uh, I've seen these guys live. The vocalist is a fantastic performer. I I wouldn't be surprised if there's not even any auto-tune or pitch change on his voice at all during the albums even. He has such a great voice. I think the band is fantastic. They're able to play with each other. And if you have time, watch the NPR Tiny Desk concert that they have. It is Ooh. fun. Yeah, it's cool. It is really cool. There you go, Chris. You got something else to do now. When you're bored at work, you just turn on NPR. Chris, have you Uh, seen any of the NPR Tiny Desk concerts on YouTube? I have. No, I have not. There's some cool bands that go on there, and they just perform. Uh, I know that uh, Wu-Tang Clan has one, and that one is really interesting because it's all of them, like, recently performing some of their older songs and newer songs, and that's really fun to see. Wu-Tang who? Wu-Tang Clan? (laughs) Come on. All right, I gotta give you Wu Tang Clan next time you're on that. No, you don't. Right. He knows who they are. He just he's pretending not to know who yeah. they are. Uh, but this album continues their skill and shows off their abilities in vocals. Um, the only problem is, is all the singles that they released earlier are the best songs. So that's oh uh, no, yeah they they pick their singles right. Um, so the last dance is fantastic. Minotaur, 300 AD Mass, uh, Love Letter from a Red Roof Inn are the great ones. And I do enjoy popcorn. <laughs> Love letter singing. from a red roof in. <laughs> yeah, I sounds think like a, that sounds like a booty call if it sounds like anything oh, else. hundred percent is. <laughs> um, and then popcorn ceiling, I think, is another good one that oh, wasn't one of the singles that they released. Uh, this album is something that I'm going to listen to. I don't know if I like it as much as Half the City, but this is another fun album. I gave this one a six out of ten. I think that there are spots where it can improve, uh, but there are spots where it shines. So I was very excited cool. to listen to it. Okay, now we can finally get Chris involved here because he's been sitting on his hands and patiently waiting for us. 25 minutes. This was great. Sounds like you guys had a rough week with the new albums. Uh, Slightly. Well, we've only had, you know, like three weeks of new albums to go through. So it's kind of like it's kind of like you get the rush of the first of the year. They all wait until after Christmas and then they put out brand new albums because there's not a whole lot of album buying during the Christmas season. So, yeah, well, and I didn't even know John Cougar Mellencamp or that he was still around yeah <laughs> well i learned something there you go Good don't, don't, well you can still <laughs> listen to his album it might be interesting it's not really but it's okay 
All right, Matt. So we're gonna do we're gonna do our picks of the week, right? Yep. Do you want to start this off, or you want me? to? No, go? you can start it off. Your pick of the week. Let's go with your pick. Okay. Of the week. So this is an album that really one of the few artists that got me into listening to EDM when I was younger, and this is one of the best um, uh, EDM artists out there. Unfortunately, he passed away, I believe, in 2019. 2018. 2018. Okay. 2018. Um, April of 2018. Even though he passed away, he's still number 88 in the world. Probably yes. one of the biggest EDM artists still. Yep. Um, and this is the artist Avicii with the album True. This is one of his, this is the first album that really put him out there and put him on the scene. Um, and by golly, is it a great one. Uh, the first five tracks that you start out with, I think, are some of the best in that early scene of EDM. With uh, Wake Me Up, You Make Me, Hey Brother, Addicted to You, and Dear Boy. Those are fantastic tracks that I could have on repeat and not be upset at all. Yeah, um, and most of those, the, at least the, the first four, were getting more than 200 million plays. So Yep. And Wake Me Up so, getting 1, 1.5 billion plays. I know that sending this over to Jeff, he was like, no, 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 pick a different one. I don't want to do this. <laughs> I, I know that he was not excited. I had two albums lined up and I said, well, do I want to challenge Chris or kind of give him a, a well, soft? It didn't matter. Throw. Whatever album you had, it was going to challenge Chris. It doesn't matter. That is fair. But this one is a little, <laughs> probably a little bit more challenging. <laughs> um, you know I'm what? used to it. Yeah, I'm used to it. Chris is not used to it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've listened to a few of the podcasts, and I was thinking, I don't know if I'm going to care too much for Matt's pick, but I really like this one. Aha, uh -huh, I thought he might. I, I'm happy. So I have a question. Yeah. The, um, the song Addicted to You, is that Amy Winehouse singing? I sounded... believe so. All right, that makes I'm, sense. I'll double check, but I'm, I feel like it is. Well, she's not listed on as like a feature or anything. Yeah. Well, this is one that, this is an album that, you know, I could actually listen to pleasantly surprised. So if there was a softball, nice pitch. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, you know, I did, I thought the same thing as like, you know, it's sad that he passed away. I think this guy had a pretty bright future. Um, and this is an attest to that, that, that he did have a bright future. This is a pretty decent album. I mean, you're taking a less harsh EDM beat, which, if you would have gave Chris a very harsh EDM, it would have like excision. It would have, yeah, it would have turned me off, just like it would turn Chris off. Yeah, but this uh, one was a little softer. You added some good vocals, and you got a decent album. It was not Amy Winehouse, but Audra May. Audra May, uh, uh, not Amy, much known Amy about Winehouse ish. Yeah, Amy Winehouse esque. Is that what you want to call it? It <laughs> sounded just like her, and you know, I, I agree. Me up as a. There's a song that's been on the radio quite a bit too. Oh yeah. So I yeah. mean that was probably the first lead in saying, Oh, I can probably listen to this. I've heard this song. Yeah. I know this one. So yeah, I think, and I, I, think I figured helped. once you got one song under your belt, you were like, Okay, this isn't gonna be that bad. This is pretty mainstream pop sounding EDM. Yeah, 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 it is. I mean, there was some good stuff and there's some eh, it's all right, but most of it was pretty good. I mean, I gave it a solid six. I'll take it. That's above average. Yeah, for me and your albums, absolutely. <laughs> Good Lord. Yeah, I'm not all too right. upset with that at all. All right, so I gave you guys an odd, well, I would call it an odd duck. Uh, Stone Temple Pilot, most of their discography is, can be considered an odd duck. No, it is not. Oh, for God's sakes. Uh, you telling me that what songs from the Vatican gift shop, Tiny Music Songs from the Vatican gift shop is not an odd duck name? Well, the title is funny. 
Well, that album. Well, I think they is were going for a too. little bit of humor there. So yeah. technically, Tiny Music, songs from a Vatican gift shop, is number three of their list, and this one is number four. Oh wow! I see what Hence you did there. Hence the title, number four. So released in '99, this was a follow-up to Tiny Music, which critics didn't quite like it, even though I did. But they needed something a little bit heavier, and then they got number four, and they were happy. So uh, there are some good songs on this. There are, well, I like it all, but because I'm a Stone Temple Pilots fan, mm-hmm. and I always will be, doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Um, I like the whole thing, but you guys won't, which is fine. But Sour Girl is awesome. Uh, Sex and Violence is good. Uh, Down, um, Heaven and Hot Rods is just fun. So anyway... I love this album, but you guys probably don't because I guess Matt's going to tear it apart. So go for it, uh, Matt. Well, this is, I believe, the fourth Stone Temple Pilots album we've talked about on this podcast. Probably. I think I've uh, given you every one of them. You've given me up. Tiny Music, Core, and Purple. I did. So so the, coming into this, this was kind of like I knew what to expect in a yeah, sense. I know. And I had my expectations low and they were met. I'm um, sure. I don't care for this as much. I, I understand the fun to the Tiny Music album. I understand the meaning behind Core and how how influential and purposeful it was. Um, even Purple being such a big album. Uh, this one doesn't scratch an itch that I wanted. This one's a, li- this one's a little different for them. I'll give you that. It, it's, I it doesn't follow the other three very well. And I get that. And I'm okay with that. And like, I love experimental. I love different. I didn't care that this was experimental or different for the artist or for Stone Temple Pilot. I think that, you know, every artist can experiment as much as they want. Doesn't mm-hmm. mean it's going to be good. <laughs> and I don't think this is good. I think they were just trying to, they were trying to come back to their core roots. And I like core. And like maybe, core. maybe the, they should have just sticked with core the whole time and not left. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with Matt. Yeah, this one was uh was difficult to listen to. And I'm a big, you know, I like a few of the STP songs, you know, Velvet Revolver or um <laughs> Fall to Pieces and Slither and you know, other STP songs. Sure. You mean <laughs> no. Scott Wyland song. <laughs> we put him in with Gina. It's not bad. Yeah, no, I, no it's all right. Number four. No, this was, was this is a this is a little otter duck. Yeah, I um wasn't a big fan. I'd probably rate this one as a two. Oh shit! Yeah. See, I went a little higher. I went with three at least. Oh wow, <laughs> that's all right. Oh, well, yeah, let's see. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the wiener of the week, huh? Woohoo! Oh. Come on, really okay. that bad? Oh, coming up, it's going to be just as bad. Don't worry. Oh, that's oh. fine. <laughs> <laughs> Chris was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. <laughs> so mine are all tens. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you brought us nine albums to listen to this week. Yeah, even though I asked for five, I got nine. Uh, you know, not the end of That's the right. world. Um, nope, we've done it before. We have. Mm-hmm. There's been times where we listen to more than nine. It's all good. But we start yep. off with uh, Tesla's Mechanical Resonance. What? You're going to go from nine? Oh, I suppose you're going to go from nine to one. You got to go from nine to one. Oh, Why would God you sakes. start at one and go Well, I didn't nine. write it that way. I went from one to nine, so... Fine. I just got to move my shit around here. Hang on. All right. Oh, how'd I get red in there? Well, that's kind of weird. Of all, right. all the albums, this one wasn't bad. I don't. Not bad. 
<laughs> I don't mind Tesla. I think that you they're know, fun. You're going to rip on two of my favorite bands in one episode. What the hell? I'm hitting both what Tesla and Stone Temple. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Just come on. Hit me while uh, I'm down. Come on. Yeah. Keep it coming. I'll keep it. Yeah. But uh, I'll take it. This is a fun album. Um, Tesla's debut album, if I'm not mistaken. It so is. for being a debut album, it's impressive and probably being their most um, listened to album. But quite. it's got to be close to it. It is. It's one of three. It's number one on Spotify, at least. Well, yeah. With listens. But, okay. you know, you can look at the song list on Spotify and you can see the plays next to it. Yeah. You can tell which songs hold up and which songs don't. So, yeah, Chris, what do you think? This, is this one reminds me of, it's got a Kanye West feel to it. <laughs> Again, I've, I've listened to a lot of your podcast. I'm trying to get mad on my side, right? I know. <laughs> no, don't even Kanye bother. Wa- don't waste your time. <laughs> I do enjoy no, Kanye. No, no, no. You're supposed to be teaming up with me here because, hello. We're hey, I already know that you got my back, right? Yeah. yeah I <laughs> just trying to make Matt get onto our side here. <laughs> Uh, I've been trying for 48 (laughs) episodes or 47. I will say this earned a solid five out of 10. Oh, well, that's pretty good to get a five out of that one. It is a consistent, no chance. Oh, okay. It is a consistent middle ground, which I'm not upset with. Consistent middle ground. Okay, fine. This set the bar as is something that could be good. Um, It set the bar that something could be good. They're great. (laughs) They're a great band. They're still touring today, and they haven't slowed down. God damn it. They're old, man. And three out of their four first albums went platinum, some bitch. God damn it. They're good. It's not hard to go platinum these days. Now, back then, it, well, back then it was a lot easier. It's a lot harder these days. But, uh, yeah. I mean, you got you got this album. You've got Great Radio Controversy, which is their next one. I like that one more. I like that one more. And then you had Five Man Acoustical Jam, which had a lot of good songs, never went platinum, but it was a good album. And then you got Psychotic Supper, which is a tremendous album. Five, four, four in a row. Then after that, they kind of fall off. But let's not go there. Let's keep it the first four. That alone has to raise a score above a five. Yeah, <laughs> it's flirting on the edge, all right? This is you get a five, my, five and a half. This is one, this is one of my top 50 albums. If we time. keep talking about it, Jeff, we might get them up to an eight. Oh, geez. This is in my top say, 50 of all time. If we're talking about Tesla, I do prefer the great radio controversy over this one. Um, I do too. But, but that's my just personal preference. Yeah, it comes down to personal preference at that point. But I do like this album. Yeah, it's good. Uh, I, number, couldn't, I couldn't decide if I want to give it an eight or a nine. So I just went nine. Oh, wow. I oh, just wow. went nine. I just went nine. <laughs> I went eight. But I went nine. Uh, I had eight, and then I had eight and a half. Then, nah, I'm just going to go for nine. Uh, the next album you brought for us, Chris, was Skid Row's self-titled album. Woohoo! This one was this Very one cool. was interesting. Really? That's all you're going to say is interesting? I'm all right, gonna, all right, why did I'm you pick this album, Chris? Chris? Go first. Come on, Chris. There you you go. know, it, what did it come out in? 89. 89. Yeah, I mean, it was a quintessential late 80s band, right? Um, just... Mm-hmm. The whole album you could just listen to, or I could anyway, and you know, it just brings you back to when we were 17, 18. Um, pretty much, yeah, great album, good album. You got 18 in life, I remember you, Youth Gone Wild. Those three songs really carry the album. Yeah, there's some other it. hidden gems in it. I wouldn't say hidden, 
or gems. What? They're there. Oh, whatever. If I'm going back to listen to this album, it is those three songs and that's it. Well, there's I like no big guns. Can't stand the heartache. I like those songs. Sweet little sister. That's good too. They're just there. Like I don't care for they're them. Better than there. They're right there. They're number one, two, and three. Yeah, right on the album. They should be. Yeah. The they were not. They were. Uh, not. <laughs> they were definitely they're there. Um, <laughs> I think that uh, I'm not. I will. I will not lie. I don't care for Skid Row. Uh, I I've heard of Skid Row. I've heard Slave to the Grind before. I think Jeff, maybe you maybe listen to that one. Oh, you bought that one for me on vinyl at record store day. The about a three months. Ah, ago. that's why I know it. Yes, I had to do. go stand outside in the cold. You did for... not. You went there and they were open. You walked right in and got the copy and left. Maybe that's why no, he doesn't like Skid Row. You did too. You, you made said him... you didn't have to stand outside. Oh yeah, I lied to you then. I stood what? outside for forty-five minutes when it was like two degrees out and got this. Oh record whatever. For you. Oh, See, he's already hey. got a bad taste in his mouth. But. I did get it, and I you still don't it. care for it as much. Uh, Skid Row is just there. They're getting lost in the time. Um, I think that when it comes to like late 80s, they just missed out on kind of this hair metal wave when you see grunge coming in, and I don't know <coughs> if they could really hold up after the, the new wave of grunge came in. So Skid Row, albeit fun name, um, just more wait, along the lines wait, of skin. Don't tell me shorts. your number because I'm going to guess your number. All right. Four. No, it's lower three. Shit. There's three songs out of 11 that I liked. And I got three seven. songs out of 11 that are I got playable. Seven. You got seven. I got, I got seven. Damn that's, right. I got seven. That's an average of five out of 10. Ugh, whatever. Jeff, <laughs> it would have been a solid four had you not had him wait outside and. Yeah, see, that's that's it. I have a that's bad it, taste yeah. in my mouth. It was a forty-five minutes. It cost me. A, it cost me yeah. a point. <laughs> Thanks, man. point. Oh, geez. All right, Chris. Let's talk about your number seven album, uh, Nirvana's Nirvana. MTV Unplugged in New York. Yeah, I believe this was their last um, album that they put out, and you know, it took me a couple times to go through it before I I started liking it. I wasn't a big nirvana fan um but this one the unplugged was was something that i enjoy and yeah it's good it is this was their last album per se it actually came out it's kind of kind of interesting it was recorded in um november of 93 uh five months before kurt cobain committed suicide in april of 94 um it was not released until november of 94 seven months after he died so, and it's one of the few unplugged albums that only featured three original songs from the band. The rest were covers, which is kind of interesting. It is very interesting. Yeah. They only had three songs Come As You Are, which was off of Nevermind, Polly, which was also off of Nevermind, and All Apologies, which I believe was in utero. I thought About a Girl was them too. Nope. Just those three. Huh. So, I guess about and, girls on Nirvana's self-titled in 2002. So I don't, I don't know. Oh, that would have been the, oh, that's the next one that got released after. That was the one that they kind of did post, posthumous or whatever they call it. Mm-hmm. Posthumous. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they did have that one. It really only had one original song. Uh, the, the other one could have been from that weird EP that they released before. Um, Nevermind. So interesting. 
Um, another yeah. kind of weird fact is this is the one, this album actually won a Grammy. Hmm. See? February That's why I liked it. Or 1996. 38th Grammy Awards, it won a Grammy. In 96, and it came out in 94. Yep. Well, it was November 94. So it's basically they kind of do, I, I, I think they do September to September for their voting. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Interesting. But yep, this one won a Grammy in 96. Uh, I think for good reason. That's um, a great album. This album it's is fun. fantastic. Uh, you get to see Kurt Cobain and just shining there uh, as his voice can. Mm-hmm. And this just, it, it makes you realize that we lost another person way too soon, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But uh, Polly Live is fun. Dumb Live is fantastic. Lake on Fire, I think, is a really great live song. Yep, that was fun. Um, About a Girl is fun. Come as you are. Uh, these are great songs. And in hearing them, as if you were to be there live is fantastic. This would have in been a small venue. It's awesome. This would have been the coolest thing to see live. Um, obviously Nirvana being the figurehead of the grunge wave. Uh, you really listen to them a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. If you want to listen to grunge. So th- this is the, this band kind of has a soft spot in my heart. Um, I know that I don't, I, uh, I don't listen to enough Nirvana. I would say. I like Nirvana. I love, um, I love, oh, what is the band? I'm blanking on right now. Uh, In Utero, I think is probably their best. I enjoy that the most. Um, See, that one's the more obscure one, which is kind of weird. But I'm an obscure person. Well, that's true. We've we've kind of preferenced 47 episodes to figure that out. Yeah, we kind of preference that I'm the weird one here. Uh, But the odd man out of this one. Yeah. Nirvana just shows why they really were the best in the grunge scene at that time on this album. This is a solid eight out of 10. Wow. I matched you. Really? No way. Uh, I kind of gave it a little higher, I suppose, but I, 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 I could have went, I could have went higher. I could have went lower, but I feel like eight, it fits this spot. Um, there are some things that I kind of wish more of on this album, but you realizing it's a post-humanist live album, uh, there's not really much that they can change. So I'm okay with it. Fair enough. All right. Number number six is Motley Crue's Dr. Feel Good. Gotta feel real good to listen to this album. Yeah. So Chris, why <laughs> I know there are a lot of Motley Crue albums. Dr. Feel Good being one of the more popular ones. Why why do you pick Dr. Feelgood over some of the other ones that they have? Yeah, you know, so a lot of music is where you are in life and, and the memories that, that are that go with the the albums. This one, so I'm not really a big Motley Crue fan. Um I wasn't before. Um this album reminds me of driving in Mike's truck all the time, going to uh, <laughs> Lakewood Community College, and he would just crank the tune. So, you know, a lot of memories of, you know, back being in 18, 19, 20. So it's got some good songs. and It's actually yeah. got some really good songs. So, uh, you know, I, I think that this album really gets lost in some of the other crew albums and actually it's probably better than the ones it gets lost to what shout at the devil yeah well shout at the devil is 
by far hands down more fun but even like home sweet yeah. home um you know there was there you you got uh, girls 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 i mean those albums really overshadowed this one so or theater of pain what is it home sweet home it had home sweet uh, home theater, theater of pain. pain right so that was 85 shot at the devil is 83 girls 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 was 87 dr feel good was 89 it was kind of the last end of their run but Honestly, this is probably one of the better ones. If you listen to it, it's probably one of the better ones that they have. It and I, and I I even completely forgot. I'm like, oh my god, I thought I had this on vinyl. I don't have it on vinyl. I need to find it on vinyl because I don't have this one. I have the other three, but I don't have this one. And I don't have Too Fast for Love, which is really their debut album, but um, which has got some cool songs on that too. But again, um, I I just think this one gets lost, and it and it shouldn't. I think this one's a little stronger than than it, it that people lead it to or you know it came out 89 it was right at the end of hair metal mm-hmm. you know yeah. it was kind of like their end of their run but it was good i mean you got dr feel good kickstart my heart uh without you with the ballad um you know same old situation fight. same old situation i mean there's some really good songs here yeah. don't go away bad don't go away bad yep just go away <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> so i, go I have a question was this originally 11 tracks and then the 12 through 16 on Spotify all being demos? Right? Uh, yeah. The, yeah. So it was okay, 11. So I wanted, I wanted to make sure because I had ratings for both, if those were included or not. No, included. they're not. They were never included. Those were. I, that's what I figured. So I kind of went along with that. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, this is a trend that I'm like to see. Uh, this is another 1989 album. So I think this is your second one with Skid Rose yep. self-titled. So I feel like, I, I don't know. Tesla wasn't it's, that far behind. Tesla was no. 86. And so right. I, I, I'm i curious is like, did you come into uh, like more of like your music, your love of music right around that era? Like right after you graduated high school or right around that time? Was that where you started to love music? Well, I think you started hanging out with Mike and I more. That's probably what <laughs> Matt the psychologist. You know, you know, looking at this, I guess so. <laughs> a lot of my picks are right around then, right? Yeah, well, you yes have and no. a couple, and then you have more that stretched on into the future, which I'm very excited to hear why you liked other albums to come. But um, again, this one, I did not mind. Uh, Motley Crue. Uh, didn't they they're the band that had the documentary come about about them right yeah the one that was dirt yes yeah the yeah. dirt yep so that, that's why a lot of like younger age fans i guess fell on fell in love with motley Crue just because of that but i mean you have massive songs with dr feel good kickstart my heart same old situation they're fun if you ever listen to an uh like a rock radio they are on there these are motley Crue songs are on there and these being them um i think that there are some things that fall flat i think slice of your pie is i don't really care for it um (laughs) rattlesnake shake another one i just like yeah it's there yeah um i could live without it also it's also a a, um skid row song rattlesnake shake came out about the same time probably why i like both albums Hmm. that is interesting um but i think that this album also didn't have too long of a lull which is good. I think the at points it was like maybe two songs in a row that I didn't care for it. But in the end, there was another song there to pick it up after that. So 
as as I listen to this album from front to back, it's pretty good. I don't mind it. So you gave it a six. Yes, I did. I know you did. I yep. figured you. Yep. And I gave it an eight. So we're going to go with that. That's not too bad. An I, average I actually, of seven I out of ten is pretty this good. Album and I'm glad I got to listen to it again because it's it's a great album. Yeah, it, it was it was enjoyable to listen to. Uh, the next album, uh, a little bit different, uh, <laughs> to say the least. Which one are we on now? Wait a second. Uh, wait, wait. This is this is Guns N' Roses with oh, Chinese, Chinese Democracy. democracy. Um, aye, aye, aye. I, I just I just need to know why. Uh, why did I pick this one? Yeah, I, I don't like it. Just a heads up. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, it was they had their last album what um spaghetti incident probably yep. mid 90s something like that yeah, it was, was uh, 1993 yeah 93 yeah and this one took forever this one to, took uh, a decade to come out and then yeah something. it was it was done or pretty much 90 percent done either by 97 or 98 right which is probably why it took um axel a long time to come out with this um you know, I'll be honest, it was, I anticipated this one, I highly anticipated it, and then got the album, listened to it the first time. I wasn't a big fan, but the more I listened to it, the more I like it. Um, it's probably, I listen to this album once a week. Wow. Um, yeah, really? it's, I don't know, I'm a big GNR fan, so well, because it took so long and to to make this one um it's got a little different sound it's still that hard rock um, right and then to have it come out in 2008 and still rock well okay so. i'll give you that one i mean that's that's kind of a nice nice blessing and surprise but honestly I, this was one album i've never listened to until this, this week i have never yeah. listened to this album and i don't know why it i am had, a gnr fan it had really bad reviews I think maybe that's why I just said, oh, I'm not going to even bother that. I wasn't going to waste my time. Um, like Deep Purple. Well, I, I wouldn't say it was as bad. It's as not Deep as Purple. bad as Deep Purple. Nothing could be as bad as Deep Purple's recent album. Uh, but I, I do understand why it took so long to come out. It's not very good. I didn't like it very well. I mean, other than Slash and his guitar playing, um, it was kind of a bummer for me. And the sad part is we got a new GNR album coming out next month. Yep. Supposedly, if it actually stays on track, I know they've already released one single, so yeah. it's apparently done. I, I hope we're not going to have another ten-year wait, but we do have another one coming. You know, well, that it, only took from two thousand eight to two thousand twenty-two. You know, only fourteen-year hiatus, but they've also done a lot of things in between. Where they did Velvet Revolver, uh, they did what Slash did with the Miles Kennedy and whatever. Slash with Miles Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, Chinese so they've done democracy. some side projects. Yeah, yeah, they've been they've been active. I mean, Chinese Democracy had Buckethead um playing for him. He had a bunch of bandmates um rotate through GNR, you know, throughout late nineties, early two thousands. So I understand it took a while, but like I said, the more I listened to it, the more I liked it. And it's probably, well, it's one of the few albums that I listen to once a week. Now, there you go. I have an interesting little tidbit that I found on Spotify. 
GNR's most listened to cities. Um, number four is Buenos Aires, Argentina, Sao Paulo, Brazil, Santiago, Chile, and Mexico City, Mexico. They're a very Latin heavy fan base. And they're 169th in the world, so it's not terrible. You know, and they have all their um, concerts down there, too. So every time they start off a, a new concert or a leg of their concert, they're always down there first. Hmm. They have a very big Latin America pop following them, which is really cool. Um, but I will say about uh, Chinese democracy, I would have much rather been happier with every other album, except for Spaghetti Incident, probably. I, I can't tell you if I've ever listened to Spaghetti Incident, but I have not either. Uh, Use Your Illusion 2, uh, Use Your Illusion 1, GNR Lies, and Appetites for Destruction are, I think, are all, uh, to my personal preference, I think are better. Um, Chinese Democracy was, was kind of hard to get through. Uh, and it being, being a, I guess I could call myself a rock fan. I like, I do like rock music. Um, this one okay, was people, you heard it first. He said he likes rock. I do. I like I like multiple genres of rock. <laughs> but this one this one was tough to get through. I oh. think you just gotta force yourself, Matt, to listen to it. And the more you listen to it, the better it gets. Maybe. I'll maybe try maybe I'll have to put it on at work every single day. We'll see what happens. <laughs> there you go. All right. I'm I'm gonna guess Matt gave it a two. Yeah, I did. I really <laughs> I hated it. Well, I gave I, it a four. I'm, I think it was a I, little behind it. I just uh, wish that GNR. I'm I'm nervous uh, for their next album. I am too because of this. Now. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just really because of this. It why should I be? Why should I be nervous for an album to come out? But you know, you just uh, well, Jethro Tull is a perfect example. It's like, uh, ick. Yeah, it, it purple, scared ick. me. It oh. scared me. Was that a yawn? Yeah, it was. I'm oh, tired. God. I'm exhausted. I don't know what's going what the on. Hell, you haven't done anything all weekend. You haven't done shit. What the hell. I, Definitely clean my whole apartment. Oh okay? my god! Well, what three rooms? Big deal. I went out on a date too on Friday night. Ooh, a date! Yeah. Nice. So I did some things. Okay. You mean with your wife? You went on a date? Yeah, we went out to dinner and then watched a movie. Nice. Yeah. What the hell? You you being a little romantic again, or what's going on over there? We do that like once a week. What do you? Oh. This is distracting from the podcast here. Okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Remember, um, he's still freshly married. So yeah, he's exactly. that date night uh, night. yeah, he's he's in that honeymoon <laughs> phase. Oh, whatever. Okay, eight and a half years together, honeymoon phase. Yeah. Well, you've only been married for what six months, seven months? About that. Yeah. About that. Yeah. All right. So okay, so next this, one. This next album. Uh, when I saw the list, I was like, "I'm sorry, what? It doesn't fit." <laughs> I, I was utterly shocked by this to see this on it this list. Fit. Um, it doesn't fit. This is Ed Sheeran's divide. It doesn't fit. I was, I was genuinely surprised uh, to see this one on the list. Uh, I wasn't. So, so Chris, why Ed Sheeran's divide? Um. You know, it, a lot of it has to go back to what my daughter was listening. She's a huge ed cheering fan um i was definitely gonna go with one of your sisters but we can go with your daughter that works what am i sister? i guess it could have been <laughs> because my sister's about the same age baby <laughs> yeah you know this was there's so many good songs on here um had a chance to go see him in concert and never did unfortunately i gave my ticket away to my son um 
yeah, it's a nice relaxing. I call it relaxing after like some of the hair band stuff that I listen to. <laughs> um, no, I really enjoyed this album. Probably one of the better ones that he has. I, uh, I would agree with that. I did I, like it too. I know that Ed Sheeran has some pretty good work and some, uh, he actually has probably my most hated album of all time. Oh, wow. Uh, number six collaborations project is the worst album I have ever listened to. Um, but divide on the other hand is one of his better ones. Um, I know we talked about the equal on a podcast at some point. Um, but I also loved uh, X. I loved Plus. I think that Ed Sheeran has some good albums to his discography. Um, yeah, he does. And this album being no different, I think that at this point, Ed Sheeran has found a nice niche that he can sit very comfortably in when he produces music um, and finding massive critical acclaim. Um, w- with his lowest rate or lowest listened to song on this album, is only 187 million. That's it. Uh, oh, wow. That's his lowest song on the album, which is Eraser, yeah, the got, first track. You've got Shape of You over 3 billion. Yep. You've got Perfect with almost 2 billion. Yep. And there's three other songs on this that are over 1 billion plays. This is a billion massively a strong album. And, and there's a reason why he's number three in the world. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's got a huge following. Huge and following. And I'm not upset with that. I think that Ed Sheeran is a very fantastic artist and um, divide is good. Uh, Castle on the Hill, obviously another album or another song that came out that was very high on radio plays towards the end of it. Um, I think the shape of you got overplayed and I kind of hate that song now, not going to lie. Just because, I mean, you put during that 2017, 2018 summer, anytime you put the radio on, it was always playing this song. Mm-hmm. always like you heard it everywhere um yep. but perfect is great that is going to be the uh wedding dance i guarantee you for about a half of the girls that get married this year <laughs> and for the past couple of years because that's just the way it is uh galway girl is fun i like what do i know i think bibbly b yeah yeah is a fun song um and nancy mulligan is another great song i did not hate this album i don't hate it i actually enjoy this album you know he's got a lot of catchy songs that stick in your head and that's very good at songwriting yes he is and he's a very good acoustic guitar player as well Mm -hmm. he's talented for sure for sure very good lyricist good pop sensation yep absolutely it's it's an this was an enjoyable album and this is another one this is the second album on your list that i had never listened to in its entire okay so this is a seven for me and i gave it six and a half all right fair enough um okay. moving on to uh torture mad o'clock oh uh, for god's sake handle really? boxes are you self-titled. serious oh good lord kid i, I didn't care for it well you because it's too heavy for you it yeah. is not i like slipknot i like five finger death punch i don't care for candle box i've learned that oh, that's too bad this was my millie vanilli pick right they're what kind of, they're kind song. of weird they're obscure yeah. I mean, four of their top five songs on Spotify are off of this album. Yeah. And they do have 1.2 million listeners. It's not like they're not unknown. 
I was probably 1.1 million of that. Sorry. <laughs> now, now, would you consider Candlebox to be a one-hit wonder? Uh, well, with their song said, "Far Behind." That's why I said Millie Vanilli, right? Because <laughs> right. I mean, honestly, I, I like, I like this album a lot. Um, and then I got the next album, which was Lucy in '95, and that one was not so good. And then I stopped listening to them. They had. One in 98 called Happy Pills, and they did Into the Sun in 2008. They did Love Stories and Other something, Other Musings or whatever it is in 2012. They put out a collection in 2013. Uh, Disappearing in Airports was 2016. And they actually just did one that I just reviewed, which was Wolves, and I did not like that one. I thought it was pretty average. So maybe not a one-hit wonder, but a one-album wonder. Yep, this was one of those guys I that everything that. came on their, their debut album. All the good songs were on the debut album, for sure. Yeah, it's uh, it's a little tough. Mm. Mm. That's too bad, because I like I it. Was, yeah, it was either this or Creed. I figured you'd probably oh, like Candlebox yeah, better. No, that's a better pick. That's a much better pick. I, Creed. I, I, Creed's voice is just annoying. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Was that Scott? Was that Scott Stapp? Scott is Stapp you... is who is. Yeah. Yeah. God, it's so bad. I know my next album if I'm ever on again. <laughs> he oh, looks. Creed. He looks like um, Fabio if he got dropped on his face fifty times. Uh, of course, Mac <laughs> probably gave it a two or three, and I'm going to give it a seven and a half. I give so we'll it. We'll just three. move on, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll just keep going. <laughs> Did you even give it a two? Even a three. Oh, see, there we go. All right, fine. It it sucks, but it didn't suck that bad. All right. Oh, okay. It just sucked not that bad. Hmm. Uh, this next one sucked bad. Oh, what? Whoa! You're kidding me. I really? Oh, if oh, if you were picking, if you were picking an album from this artist, oh, you can, I don't care for it being this early. Whoa. You got to go to earlier stuff like Bark at the Moon or Diary of a Madman. Okay, let, let, all right, all right, all right, wait, just, Ozzy just, wait, 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 just wait a minute. Serious? You're going to do this to Ozzy? What do you mean do this to Ozzy? Well, I'm not a huge Ozzy fan either, but. I'm not, uh, I prefer Ozzy not when he's Ozzy. Okay, so and, this, one, this, this album point, came out, what, 2000? 2001. 2001. Yep. At this point, Ozzy's pretty much lost his mind. He pretty so, much lost his mind when he entered the damn music scene. What are you talking about? He's oh, always yeah. been bad. So I think this oh. album came out right when the, the Osbournes um, oh, were on MTV, might have been. which is why I'm not a. I'm typically not a big Ozzy fan, and I'm not either. I, yeah, but I like the um the Osbournes, the show, and it's, it's so funny. Yeah, and I was like, and I think this, like I said, this album came out maybe right after it started or that uh, the, the tv show started so it's one of the only well it is the only ozzy album that i have um i like certain songs but for some reason and maybe i like this album just because of the show um but yeah i'm, I'm a big fan of this album i mean I think, this was uh, my surprise out of the three i've never listened to i was gonna say there you know emotion really connects people to albums and so if you you probably have fond memories of that show and of this album, so it's probably why you enjoy this album the most out of all the Aussies. Well, yeah, I was just intrigued by you know you think of Ozzy and biting off uh, doves' heads and stuff like that, and I think this hardcore 
rock guy and then you see the the show and he's got a normal family well i wouldn't call it normal but he's got a family oh yeah he's he's off the rocker and uh, there was i (laughs) I think that that made it more fun it's just him yelling sharon as loud as he can half the time yeah but his kids you know (laughs) jack and um oh i can't remember his daughter's name he's actually got three three kids two daughters one didn't want to be on there it was there was Jack, and then there was. Oh, good lord! Yeah, I'm looking it up. But oh. it was, you know, they seem normal, and for yeah. having Sharon and, and Ozzy as your parents, they seemed um, somewhat normal. So you have Kelly, Jack, and Kelly. Amy. Kelly. Yeah. Yep. Kelly and Jack so, were on the show. Yeah. So watching that show, and then I was like, "All right, I'm intrigued." I um got this album and. and I like every song in here. Oh God! <laughs> uh, not not about that. Uh, Amy Amy Osborne. Mm-hmm. They spelled her name A I M E E. Yeah, that's I've heard of that spelling. Yeah, but it's oh, yeah. <laughs> I is there's so many oh. other spellings. Like not why, a big fan, Matt. Apparently, to be not. fair, it's it's Ozzy. <laughs> it makes sense that he probably went weird enough with the name. He wanted to be a little different. Ozzy uh, probably didn't even know he had her. <laughs> <laughs> I blame Sharon for that one. That's fair. Uh, that is fair. Well, I, I got I got one little tidbit. This is this was one the only album that Zach Wilde actually played guitar on. Oh. Which which is really cool about this album is it is all Zach Wilde. And that if if you know who Zach Wilde is, he does have his signature sound and you can hear it. It comes out right away. It's in the second song, Facing Hell. But he's got that wah-wah at the end that he does, and that's his little signature sound. So it, it and it does show it's it does show up in quite a few songs on this album. So but Zach Wild is this is the one album that he played on. Hmm. So that's why I, I liked it because I heard I heard Zach Wild play. I'm like, ooh, that's Zach Wild. I know that's Zach Wild. And I had to look it up. Sure enough, it was Zach Wild. So um just yep so i i think it's a solid seven out of ten on this one chris it was a good album this was my surprise of the three i i wasn't thinking i was gonna like it and i did i actually liked this album which is kind of weird yeah, not a huge ozzy fan this was a three yeah um, he, i so just, just move on to the next one because matt doesn't really matter anymore that's fair yeah i'm off the show from now and chris is going to be his permanent replacement and you're done. that's fine i get it i get it <laughs> or in um, trouble yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're in trouble. <laughs> uh, we we finish off Chris's list with uh, Alanis Morissette with Jagged Little Pill. Uh, yeah, one of the other albums that doesn't quite fit the rest of the the list, kind of, sort of. No. And so this is one of your later albums of like the 80s, 90s era. This is coming in 95. Um, this one is interesting. Uh I'm not a big Alanis Morissette fan. Could have, I knew that right from the get-go. So, uh, yeah, I was kind of curious coming into this. Uh, obviously, Alanis Morissette, this is basically her only album um, that has, like, actual play on it. No. Yeah. No. I feel Matt's going to say this one was a 10. That's you know, definitely she, She's been releasing albums quite a bit here. Oh, 95 was a debut. I'm well aware. She did it unplugged in 99. 
She did an MTV <laughs> Unplugged in 99. Yeah, yeah, but you look at the plays on those. Yeah, I know. They're just, they don't show up to the amount of plays oh, no, that she this has is, for Jagged This is Little another Club. debut album that had everything on it. And... It's another Millie Vanilli album. You know, one hit album wonder. Yes. This one actually had four or five good songs on it. Right. I agree. I, I like this album too. I, uh, Again. We have cool pop. Fact. Pop in the 90s was tough. Go um, ahead. Yeah. Okay. I, I give you that. We were kind of in a transition phase, maybe. Yeah. After Where, grunge. And, and we kind of fell apart after that because then grunge kind of mellowed grunge out. Died out and you're, you're transitioning no, into like the new metal era. But this is like a, a, a pocket of middle ground. Yeah. The mid 90s was kind of weird. Yeah. Kind of that. And the sound, you can, if you hear a mid 90s song, you go, oh, yeah, that was made in the 90s. Like that tone, you <laughs> there, can tell. There is that. And there, but there were some good bands back in the 90s. And I mean, yeah, they kind of get lost. I, I mean, Alanis Morissette, I mean, this album was huge. Um, another, another cool little fact about this album is the Foo Fighters drummer Taylor Hawkins actually joined Alanis Morissette when they started touring for this album. Hmm. So he ah. got his big break. Well, there was one other little weird band, but this was this was Taylor Hawkins' big break into the stardom to play drums for a big person, which was Alanis Morissette and her band. So Taylor Hawkins took over drums when they were touring. He did not he did not play on the album recordings. He played on the tour and then was their drummer after that. So just, yeah. just kind of cool. Just looking like, at uh, just uh, artists from the 90s, the mid-90s pop artists. Oh, yeah. Very, very interesting. Well, it was kind of a mix between, I would say, pop and half indie. So it was kind of a, it was a, it was a really weird well, cause, mix. Because you have like Celine Dion, which obviously yeah. is where she's she started, like her peak is in the yeah. 90s. Okay. But then you have like, the late 90s stars of like Britney Spears and things like that. And then you have this weird mid 90s pocket. I don't, I don't know. I think it's interesting. Jewel well, is another one. Yeah. Yeah. Jewel's another one. Uh, I Robin? guess you're right. Robin Who in the late like? 90s. Who? Like, it, it, Robin R I R O B Y N. Oh, yeah. I remember that one. Hmm. It's just, it's an interesting pocket that we're kind of sitting in with this. Well, a fun little fact also um i think with this album alanis was dating that one guy from full house um God, oh dave coulier he she was yeah so a lot of these songs are about their relationship i think they probably must have broke up at some point well They're, you know and the funny thing is she never admitted to it he, but dave says that on a couple like some of the talk shows he's on when asked yeah. about it yeah but she's never admitted to it, which That's is kind of weird. Fun. She took it out in her songs. Yeah, hmm. she did. I wonder who else does that. I mean, you could say uh, Lady Gaga. You can say Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. Adele. Yep. You could say Taylor Swift. You can say uh, Katy Perry. I mean, go, go down the list. I mean, now the I got to do is break up with a girl and they'll write a hit. Help. Hit, well, help now, now, you only named female pop stars. Could you think of a male pop star that does the same? No, we don't give a shit. Are well, there, is there though, pop one? stars? Well, yeah, you have artists like Ed Sheeran that we just talked about. You have Justin well, I Bieber. Suppose you have Ed. I mean, you got Bieber that'll oh, yeah. do that. You have you have Bieber's One Direction, the... like all of the members of One Direction. 
Yeah, I mean, but who's going to write more about it? Beaver would be probably the first one I would think of that yeah. would do something like that about breakups or relationships or or something. He's just kind of he kind of wears his his he writes with his head on or his heart on his sleeve, you know. Yeah, but now he's in a very loving relationship. Yeah, so now his son yeah. sucks. So you know. Yeah, his justice kind of fell flat after a while. Anyway, yeah. But yeah, I, I just think it's an interesting thing that when you had to name artists that uh right after their breakup it's always female artists i think i think going back to alanis um i i think with the song iconic or ironic i should say not iconic ironic being iconic um, yeah i i mean that the music video that accompanied <laughs> that was just just bizarre and cool I, I mean i think that carried that album i mean it was the last single to come off this album but I think it was probably the best single to come off this album. This is still when MTV had music videos, right? Of course. Oh yeah. Okay. So does that? Uh, do you think that that helped her sale a little bit? Absolutely, it did. Okay. Mm-hmm. Totally. Everybody that came in through the MTV era—that's how they got played. I mean, that's how they got sales. You, you know, they didn't—they toured, but they didn't. They toured to support an album, but they didn't tour unless it was a hit on MTV. Then they could tour because now they've got album sales. Interesting. So they go out to support it. Well, yeah, I it don't, all I don't came. Know. It all stemmed from MTV. MTV was, I mean that that was the the place to go. Or if you could make it on MTV, you put out a hit video, you got a hit song, and it's it's requested on MTV. Mm-hmm. I mean they had, yeah. I mean they were total request live. I mean you'd play the top what ten videos from the day request or something like that, or top five or top six or something like that. I can't remember. They also had, I don't know if you remember, Jeff, on Friday nights, maybe at midnight, they had maybe an hour that they played all these videos. It wasn't on MTV. It was on, I don't know. It used to be on one of the channels. You're right. It used yeah. To, it was like Friday night videos or something like that. Yeah, that's it. That was it. Friday night videos. You'd have to stay up until midnight to watch Friday night videos. And that was prior, just prior to MTV going live, wasn't it? Or was it right about the same time? I think, you know, I want to say it was before mtv but i could be wrong i mean i think it was about we the all... same time but that was before cable really took off i mean yeah. you had you had videos playing on network television yep but yeah, it was late night so it was like the benny hill times yeah i remember <laughs> a few times being at your house and watching right. watching these videos i mean we were reading books and you know being good people back sure then, we weren't so yes of course we well, weren't your son's uh, on here so we were praying. always good Oh, praying and uh he knows break, <laughs> breaking clocks and fixing it with glue wow how did you know see, see? you I have raised it. him well jeff i did uh, not well enough but... uh, i mean you know well enough to get by <laughs> <laughs> well on that note okay so matt what'd you give alanis uh this was a four <laughs> you, you just i don't know why but you got me this week you knew I what i was gonna say this week, i do the whole way I, through. I got you i got you peg baby mm-hmm. uh, you gave this what what a six? Oh no 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 i gave it a good seven uh, i was teetering between them and i was like all right maybe six maybe seven. i gave it a solid seven which means it's a little stronger than a regular seven wow mm. matt i've got to ask uh, one of your earlier podcast had flume yes right? is that oh for god's your, sakes no i've never heard you know i've never heard of them never heard a song so if i'm ever on again maybe you'll have to pick one of them is that uh no i could no i, yeah, I will not medium. i will not listen to that shit ever jeff that I was the worst you, album i've ever listened to 
I've told you multiple times over oh, that that was a very experimental God. album for Flume. If I were to give you another Flume album, you'd probably say it's okay. No. No. I'm such an instigator. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Chris, you turn on. When we get off here, you turn on This Is Flume by Flume. Right. You will. Um, I, 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 you might want to do bodily harm because it is that bad. No, you might want to sit back, relax, and listen to the music. That's all it is. You That's... might need to smoke a little well, stuff. That might help. That that might actually help might help. What's awesome about this podcast, the things that you guys are doing, which I think I'm a huge fan, right? Like I've listened mm-hmm. to a few of them. I think it's awesome what you guys are doing. I would have never even, well, I've never heard of Flume. So now I'm intrigued. Um, <laughs> might actually have to try to listen. You won't be so intrigued. I will say it. it's interesting. It is not it is, interesting. It is hard. It's not. Because oh it is God. very weird. It is the worst yeah. piece of trash. I would listen to that new Deep Purple over Flume. And no that sucked. Chance. Oh There's my no God. chance. <laughs> we turned that Deep Purple album off like three songs, four songs into it. Wait, I got half a song on Flume. Holy crap, that thing sucked. <laughs> All right, well, we'll just end this podcast isn't, here before that, it just gets isn't too that crazy. Isn't my only number one I ever gave? No, there was a couple of them. But one of the few number ones I ever gave you. Number one? No, I think I gave it a zero. If you I did. This is the only I zero. I gave him a zero. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Well, that is all we have on this episode of Positive Music. <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on Facebook by searching Positive Music. Um, oh, I love all. Oh, right I love now, all Master Radio. Really right now, we're only on Spotify. I'm actually looking at getting us onto Apple Music and other po- Spotify esque platforms. So let us know if you have other um, music listening platforms that you'd like us to try and get on, because I'd love to do that. Um, but other than that, I don't know. Anything else you guys got to have here? Just don't listen to Flume, man. Listen Please to don't. Flume. Please don't do. listen to Flume. <laughs> well, I had a great time, guys. I appreciate you uh, asking me to be on. And, and like I said, huge fan of you guys. I think this is awesome. Oh, God. I'm Thank sorry. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. Hey, we, well, we got two listeners now. So we got Chris's one. And, you know, I think somebody else might listen somewhere. Who knows? <laughs> we'll take it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. right. I'm Matt. I'm Jeff. We're out of here. See you guys.